Yo, what's poppin'? Yo, it's your man Dean Edwards. Welcome to another episode of For the Bucket Protocol, son. We're back. <laughs> Y'all didn't think I was gonna be consistent. I told you I was. I have a special guest. Brought him back. He's done two episodes in the past, and I gotta bring him back for another For the Bucket Sold Out session. That makes it sound like we, we're in here. I know, like we're uh, rapping. Know. Yeah, you we know, got know, like we got a live thing. <laughs> right. Yo, I got my man Rick Younger in the building, actor slash comedian slash uh, writer slash pops slash producer. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Younger, what's, what's going on, bro? Nothing much, man. You know, I'm just, you know, just trying to make it happen. Yeah. I'll these streets. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, you're not trying. You're doing. You're yeah, doing. Yeah. I mean, you. You, you know, are. I'm just saying. You know, I'm just saying stuff like like old. You know, ain't nothing you know to it but to do it. Right. You know? All I know is on me. Can't tell on myself. You right. Know? Right. You, know, black <laughs> hey, well, you don't know what they just said. They they the only ones that understand. Yeah, I, I feel you, brother. Dude, every every old black man somehow becomes a pimp. Yeah. Right. Even if he doesn't mean to. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty fair for a square. You know, right. we can't tell it without got tell. Got no hoes, but got all the pimps. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Remember Cool Her? What? You recipient? <laughs> cool Her was a comic. I think he's probably still out yeah, there. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen some Cool Herm spottings. Okay, I saw, okay. I, I can't remember. You know, these days, everybody got an Instagram. Right. And every once in a while, you see somebody pop up. Right. You know. Oh, and I saw Cole Herm somewhere. I, I ran somewhere. into I ran into Sleepy Floyd. Uh, I hadn't seen Sleepy Floyd in in a decade. I ran into him. Uh, I was doing a spot up at um, Stand Up New York, and as I was walking in, he was walking in. We just chopped, chopped it up. And what's funny, Sleepy Floyd and I weren't tight. Right. You know, one like we were always checking in on each other, like, right. "Hey, how's the family? How's you know, happy happy holidays and whatever." But it was it's always nice to see. You're, you're always happy people still alive. Right. Yeah, because, <laughs> hey, man, there's they, people dying every day. Word. Like my father says, people dying a day ain't never died before. Mm, you know? Mm. Uh, there's another pimpism. People, yeah. you, you, you picture the fingers rolling the, the, the imaginary booger that's not there. Uh, yeah, you know what? Every day people dying and yeah, did man. it for the first time. Yo, um, real quick, uh, shout out to everyone that came out in uh, Rochester uh, this last weekend. Um, we had some wonderful shows. Myself and Harris Stanton, and my man uh, Dave was hosting. I should have Dave's for last name. That's that's very uh, offensive of me. I apologize, Dave. If you do hear this, I didn't mean it. There's just so many people that uh, came up to me angry that I, that I didn't remember them. You right. know, this weekend because I, you know, I started my right. career yeah. in Rochester. Um, lived up there, went to high, my last almost two years of high school were in a place called Batavia, New York, which is, uh, which I say, jokingly say is, is Greek for three black people, you know? <laughs> so yeah, you're originally from here and you yeah. then lived there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We, we, we moved a bunch of times when, uh, in, in my youth, I went to three, three high schools, you know, and, uh, but, but, you know, I, I didn't come, you know, it was frustrating, but I always looked at it, yeah. especially since I knew what I wanted to do at an early age, okay. as, as I'm sure you did. I was going to um, ask you, do you think the moving around? It, it helped. Yeah, it like definitely helped. Made you what you are today. Oh, of, <laughs> of course. Like, like it's, it's easier now to say, shoot, I go back and do everything the same way. Yeah. But back then, when when all my friends that were downstate were going to, I made it sound like we were in prison. All my all my all my, <laughs> all my dudes downstate, hold your head, right? <laughs> 
But all my friends that, you know, were down in the city area, I knew they were going to their proms, and I was yeah. like, yeah, I probably... And I could have, like, in, in retrospect, or even back then, I remember yeah. saying, you can go to the prom, but everyone was like, are you going to go with Desiree? Because she's the other black girl. You right, know? right. And it was like, <laughs> I kind of wanted to have options and a choice, you know? Right, right. Not this arranged uh, dating, this arranged proming. <laughs> Because the egg wasn't gonna be no race mixing. Right, right. Not not back then. No, yeah. The closest we got to race mixing was the Beastie Boys and LL Cool J yeah, on tour. It, it's so it's so crazy how so much has changed so fast. Yeah. Because yeah. like you know we're we're the same age group. Mm-hmm. We started comedy the same time. Yeah. You know, in two different cities. Right. But you know, it's it's something like when you come across people from your era, even when y'all are different places. Right. And I know like. It was a big deal if you went out with a white girl or somebody who wasn't black back then, like, you know, and like, you know, I think it's so commonplace now too. Mm -hmm. you can, if you tell somebody who, who's a teenager now or somebody who was the age that we were, we were like, no, man. I right, if you question, girl. like, you sure you sure you want to do that? They're like, like sure, I want to nice. do that. You know, like, yeah. This ain't my first Becky. Right. It's like, and it's, you I'm know. I'm new to this, I'm true to this. Shoot. It, it's like, I think without um, fire hoses and police dogs, mm-hmm. people think uh, that, you know, racism has gone away. And that's why wow. we have, you know, this backlash that's happening now because people got so... Comfortable. Comfortable. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, it's like, Basically, what I'm finding out is that some people think that racism only exists if someone calls you nigger or burns a cross on you. Right, 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 <laughs> you right, right. Saying? They don't understand the the uh, the institutionalized. Yeah, it's a system. System and and the the prejudice that prejudices that are embedded in people's minds. Yeah. where they don't even realize that they are reaping necessary the benefits. Or the fact that I think, you know, we we are in a culture and a society that is so built on white supremacy till even we as black people inherit it. Right, you know, right. like I have a, a, a joke that I do, a bit that I have where I talk about. It's, it's straight from my life, but right. it's one night when I was walking uh, late at night and this woman... Uh, white woman. I know where this story is going. Right. It's like, and she practically, I mean, she went and like hid into the doorway of a building she uh, did not live in. I mean, and she was like run walking, trying to get away from me. And uh, I was like, I'm just trying to get to my lady's house. But here's what's you know, funny. She was behind you. <laughs> right? Is that what you, am I correct? She was in front of she me. She was in front of you. Okay. But it's like, okay. I'm just walking my regular right, pace right. but I was taller yeah. than her so I'm gaining on her. She goes and hides down and I'm just like, yeah, lady, dude. you know. I, but, it's like, I, 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 like I say in the bit, I understand where the fear comes from uh-huh. because if you watch television, film, pay attention yeah. to media, you would think that black men are menaces to society. Yeah. yeah. And, but we suffer from it too because we watch the same television, yeah. film, and media. Yeah. And you know, it's like there's a movie called Menace to Society and it with black men and it being menaces to society. Right, I right. mean, it's out there, it's real. Right. So, like, I try to not be scared when I see a black guy walking towards me with Tim's in a hoodie. But <laughs> white supremacy has taught me that that's the guy to fear. Right, right. So, like, okay, I'll be like, Man, he probably he just like me because I got on the same outfit. He right, got on. right, right. But he probably said, and he's down there going, "Oh man, this nigga gonna rob me." I'm going <laughs> looking at him going, "Oh man, this nigga gonna rob me." <laughs> and it's like we act like we don't inherit these things. Mm-hmm. Perfect example right now, Monique with the five hundred k. I was gonna it's ask like, you about that. 
Do you know what kind of in, inherited white supremacy is in our mind? Mm-hmm. That the moment that a black woman speaks up mm. for unfair pay based on her race and her gender, right. people are like, you better take that money. Yeah. But you're asking her to take 26 times less right. than Amy Schumer. Right. You're right. asking, you, you asked, um, I mean, you asked... Wanda Sykes to take even less than yeah her, you know? yeah when I I, I that's was I didn't even Theobald actually we were talking about it this yeah. morning after I uh, dropped off um, the kid uh, my my daughter and uh, and I was like yo did you hear about Monique he was like yo did you hear about what what Wanda said afterwards right. I'm like nah and then yeah. and and it's like and like I just I watched D Ray's. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought I thought it was a good special. Okay, D. Ray was offered more than like they were. They were he was offered ten times more than Monique, which oh, means wow. he got twenty times more than what they offered Wanda Sykes. Wow, wow. And I'm like, hold, hold, you, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm taking it word. D. D. Ray got paid like that. <laughs> yeah, you know. But the, the point is, is that. I don't begrudge any brother right, getting course. his, but not. I mean, come on, let's talk about the fairness or the lack of fairness mm-hmm. that that you expect a black woman, an Academy Award winner, no right, doubt, right, and, know, and and queens of comedy, queens of comedy, you know, I mean, it's like you can people get people try to talk about Monique because they don't like her attitude and this that, and the other, yeah, and she's she's definitely been uh, no, she's been ostracized and ousted from from the. The Hollywood system, but outside of that system, Monique is still um, a, a, a head, not only a headliner, but a headliner of a certain caliber that right. should should she receive want, yeah, certain. She uh, she respect. can do stand. She's good at that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. It's like let's not act like she's not, and and don't, you can't even use the she's been away from the game. All right, right, right. Dave was away from the game. Right. A lot of people have been away from the game. Usually, if somebody's like that. Academy Award winner, right. lightning rod for controversy, right. making a comeback to something that they've been known for. Right, right. It's anticipated. Right. It's like it's that, yeah. that's that's it's, it's a bigger attraction because right. we haven't seen her. We haven't seen her do stand up on this on this type of platform scale, yeah. since she won the Oscar. Right. Since she had all those other things right. go down. So it's like if this was a man. Like for instance, <laughs> using uh, Eddie Murphy as an yeah. example. Obviously, I'm not now. Eddie was a revolution of yeah. comedy, but using if Eddie decided to come back to comedy right. and Netflix said, "Here, we're going to give you forty million dollars for one sixty minute special," I don't think anyone would have a problem with that because right. because the bar he set was so high already. Yeah. Then you add on top of that, he's been away from stand up. Really, for almost thirty years. Yeah. Then you add all of the the controversies um, that he's experienced, right. and people um, people also panning him, saying that you know Eddie's not he's not as funny as he he used to be because yeah. his 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 style of humor changed so drastically yeah. from being irreverent and even offensive to right. some people to becoming you know Daddy Daycare yeah. and Professor Clump, you know so. I think everyone would be just as anxious and uh, to to see Eddie. If you see Eddie in interview, Eddie is still Eddie, funny. Eddie's still funny. He never not, never not been funny. Chris but, Rock know. will say that too. Yeah. I've, I've seen Rock say say, "Yo, we've uh, I've I've been to fight parties at Eddie's house at the at the at the uh, 
at the mansion, which if, if you've never seen Eddie, anyone out there, if you've never seen Eddie Murphy's the complex right. of his home <laughs> from the from the from the top view, uh-huh. it looks like a uh, uh, like two or three museums connect. It's big. It's yeah. just a big. But I also know he has like what nine kids yeah. or something. So uh, some and then somewhere. Johnny Gill living in the <laughs> right. in the garage. <laughs> He's the black Kato Kayla. Right, right, right. But um. Yeah, like you know, Eddie Eddie earns that. You know, yeah. I, I don't think any of us are upset. And and honestly, Monique, um, I I was disappointed because I heard um, I heard rumors of how much they paid uh, a couple of the newer people that just did. Yeah. And you probably heard them. I'm not going to disclose right, right. those numbers on here, but they were, they were slightly lower than what Monique was offering right, right. for, for some like newer faces that have been out there for a while, but, right. but aren't world world renowned. Yeah. Um, and so I like that, that I could see how Monique would get offended yeah. by, by the, uh, the minuscule offer by comparison right. to, Schumer, not even using rock, right? And and, and yeah, just Chappelle. Make, make, making it woman to woman. Yeah, woman to woman. You know? Yo, and a- the other thing is that um, a lot of people talk about the game, but they're like, I'm like, okay, she called for a boycott of Netflix. Uh-huh. We know a lot of people aren't going to boycott Netflix, <laughs> yeah, but <no>. guess what? <laughs> We're talking about Monique right now. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's talking about Monique yeah. right now. Some of them because I, I ain't giving up my Netflix. Right, but right. these are the same types of people who will probably tell Martin Luther King, "Hey, man, why are you gonna demand that we get in the front of the bus? Right, I got to get to work, man. You know, like we don't right. hear about those people. Right, right, but right. They existed. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, it, it's like obviously they still exist now. Yeah. Anytime you want to tell somebody, hey, don't ask for more. Don't don't think you're worth more than what they're trying to tell you you're worth. Right, right. You know, I you know, you can't do what we do and have that type of attitude about mm-hmm. yourself. And a comedian out here, from the worst to the best, right. who doesn't feel like he's better right. than and worth more yeah, than what worth he, more than what you trying hey, to do. Right. There there's a new jack out there right now listening to this podcast like shoot, I, Netflix should at least get how many times have you missed better comic? <laughs> Because we've we've all experienced uh-huh. this, like guys that have been out there for a while. You 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 meet a comic or you know a comic, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah. man, I'm taping my album." Yeah. <laughs> and in your mind, you're like, "Word!" <laughs> <laughs> like you've been doing comedy two years, but you taping your album. Now, the flip side to that is, I I admire and appreciate someone's ambition yeah. for wanting to just make it happen, go out there and get get it. Yeah. But also, there's something said, something to be said about. Uh, honing your craft, yeah. becoming stronger, becoming a uh, more prolific writer, more uh, more creative artist, yeah. and saying, you know what, I'm not ready yeah. yet. I, see, I think it's because we come from we. It's like we're in that middle generation of comedy. Okay, like before us, it was a a tried and true business model of you go out there, you work, you get, you do your thing, and you just keep doing it, and someone's gonna see you. And if you're good enough, you'll get a sitcom. Right. Or you'll get the chance to host some stuff. Right. Or you'll just be able to get a special enough that you can go out on the road and make more money. Yeah, you get the package. That was that. You had yeah. the, the, there was the package thing. That's the package, yeah. And now it's the create your own content right. and you know create the buzz that makes it so that when you go to a venue, people will show up. <laughs> you work on that material once you like you know there are people who have become comedians after they become 
Instagram and social comedians. media, stars, social right. media stars. Right. It's like you look up one day, you're like, who? I never heard of this person. Never saw them in the clubs. Well, there's a reason why because right. they have never been in the clubs right, until right, their right. following got so big. So they're like, I'm gonna go make some money off. Of right, this. right, 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 right. So we're in that we're in that in between where it changed from that to this, mm-hmm. and so it's like some of us are like trying to figure out how to fit into that, right, you know, because. Right. Now we're older. Now right. they're looking at us like, like some old guys. Right. And, <laughs> and, and, and and also to add to that, it, it doesn't mean that you're, you know, even just us sitting here talking about it, you don't want to feel like or sound like you're you're being the old curmudgeon. Yeah. You know, like Todd would have been, nah, hey, forget them fools, they in the way, right? right? But, you know, I appreciate anybody... If somebody went came from nothing, made it into something, and now they're they're feeding their family and 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 paying their bills, yeah. uh, I'm not mad at somebody that is uh finding a, that is that made their own success. Yeah. The problem that that you know a veteran will have with anybody that just uh, sort of um, starts you know taking up stage time yeah. is y'all. Y- Y'all aren't working hard, you know. Y'all, y'all are being lazy, mm-hmm. you know, with with your skills, with your craft. Um, where you're not working hard to to yeah. grow, to push. Harris, Harris, Stan, and I this weekend we were talking. He said uh, on on the ride up to Rochester, we had you know five five plus hours in in the car, yeah. uh, and he said, you know what, what I noticed. Um, with newer comics versus when when I first when he first moved here in like uh, two thousand ninety nine two thousand he said people are people are content just getting laughs as opposed to giving people a, a glimpse of who they really are right. giving their their yeah. truths you know you just you just um, you just you doing a joke about um, about walking and a white woman being in front of you yeah. is 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 social. Um, is a social commentary yeah. on what you as a black male deal with. I, I, yeah. I have a joke, not s- similar yeah. premise, different, and and that's that's the beauty of comedy is that we all are reporters right. reporting the news from a different perspective. Well, speaking of Todd, that's what yeah. we used to talk about. It's right. like after a while, you when you become yourself on stage, right. you can have you can talk about the same topic topic right. as someone else, and it will be totally different because right. you're bringing it from your perspective. I know I'm not the only black man who's ever walked and scared a white woman. Right, right, you know? right. But when I tell my story, I tell it from the perspective of, first of all, it really happens. Right. Me. So I put it within the you know, the framework of where I was, what I was doing, right. who I was going to see. The, I, right. the ironic thing about it is that I was on the way to see my wife, you know, uh, who was my girlfriend at right, the time. Right, right, And she's white. right. So here I'm going to go see a white woman right. while scaring the hell out of a white woman. So this you know? is this is like the prequel to Get Out. <laughs> right. It's like, you know, like I said, like I'm just like, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go see a white woman. It's just not you, lady. You right, know, you're, right. You're fine. But it's like, you know, so that's what makes mine unique to me. Right. That's just the specificity of that. Right. But, um... And it's important to... to those stories are important to tell in not just a black... Uh, comedy club or in front of black people but in, yeah. in front of white people yeah. um, in front of Asian people in front of Latinos in front of everyone because yeah. then that gives them the perspective that they weren't aware of you know yeah. then it opens yeah. their minds I, I, I had a guy come up to me this past weekend in Rochester and he said you know what I uh, he was like I appreciate what you're doing 
on stage, you know, where you're talking talking about race from your perspective because it's yeah. a perspective that I'm not aware yeah. of. And, you know, when you do that, when watching Dave Chappelle do it, yeah. it makes me feel like that's what's right about the world. That's what's right about yeah. your entertainment because it you have yeah. a room full of people drawing them in. You're not, you're not, um, you're not condemning uh, yeah. white women. You're right. just saying, listen, I, and he, and, and it takes, it takes a certain amount of, uh, of skill yeah. and, and work to say, to, to present it the way you're presenting yeah. it so that well, they're not walking out of there feeling like you, why is he picking on yeah. white women? Even though there are people that are yeah, going to look at you and think that you know, just because they, they heard, right. you know, the buzzword and they said, oh, well, so, yeah. so now he has a problem with white women. You're like, I'm married to one. Well, you know, when you, when you bring it from a perspective of, hey, I'm saying this as a person who, you know, not just, you know, not, you know, because that perspective can also come from if you're friends, very good friends. I'm like, I think, you know, the, the essence of it is that you've got to love people that are different from you to be able to have, bring a perspective mm -hmm. and talk about these types of things. So right, like, right, right. A lot of times when you, you can feel the difference. Like if you are listening to a black comic talk about race and they don't have any white friends. Right. And so it's filled with evil and anger towards white right, folks. Right, right. Because it's like, I'm experiencing it now with women issues. I'm okay. trying to okay. be, I'm trying to be towards women issues like I want white people to be towards racial issues. Okay, that's a good, good and, point. And one of the things I've learned is that as black people, in general, a lot of black people don't want to be responsible for educating white people. Mm. But some of us have to be, otherwise there mm. will be no... Nobody will No know. one will right, learn. Right. And one of the things that black people have to understand is that we know our experience so much, and we... It's like when something is commonplace to you, no matter what you are or what you do, whether mm -hmm. it's your job or whether it's your race, whether it's your gender. But when something is so natural and regular to you, you think everyone understands. Right. And you don't realize that, you know, I've had to have white people explain to me like, hey, um, Ricky, uh, white folks, we're not thinking about you guys right. all the time. <laughs> right. Black folks, we're thinking about white folks all the time because we have to. Right. We live in a world that, is, <laughs> you know, we live in a country, we live in a world, it's more of them here than than us. Right, right, right. It's like you watch TV, you're like, every commercial, you're like, oh, that's a black guy, but you're not like, it's not like every commercial has them in it. They, they So they always see things from their perspective. Right. It's like, I walk down the street and I see an advertisement for a TV show, uh -huh. and the first thing I'm doing is like, "Where's the black people?" Yep. And I'm like, <laughs> "I do the same." It's like only one black person, right? You know, right. it's like the it's quota. Like, you know, yeah, it's like it's like, <laughs> and even in the boardroom, it's like that H and M controversy. Yeah, yeah. It's like people are like that's what happens when you don't have any people of color in the right. room. You could have had need, some someone. You could have had a Latino yeah. in the room, and they might have said, uh, "Are you sure right. you want to do this?" But you need to have more than one, right? Because right. One black guy complaining is a nigga with a problem. Right. <laughs> you know, when you got two, you got to make sure that they're on the same page. Right. Because now that it's two, now you got two black folks competing. Uh, okay. Because we both thinking, because that's how I, like when, when uh, Chuck Nice showed up on the Today Show for the first time. Right, right, like, right. 
one of us about to go. <laughs> you know, that's our first instinct. Is that once we got something and we the only one and another black guy show, we're like, oh, snap. They about to get rid of right. one of us. Crab, crabs in a barrel. So you got to have more than two because yeah. then it's you know, got to have about three or four right. so that it's like, that's we can cool. we can like say look man all right look we going in here we're gonna let them know you can't do a hoodie that says coolest monkey in the jungle right and now and you, but you also have to know right. white people enough to know that they call their kids monkeys and think it's cute right. hey little monkey I'm like hey, so hey maybe don't put, call my son a monkey so maybe <laughs> put the white kid in that put the white kid in right it. and right. it's not even a problem right they're, they're like what and you know monkeys are pissed. <laughs> the are like, why y'all throwing us into this mix? Right. You know, it's like we just minding our business. Right, we coming up, and it's like now you got black folks mad at us because you comparing us to you know. It's like, and right. they like it's funny. You know, we are happy go lucky creatures, right. and y'all funny. putting us in the middle of a race thing. That's funny. You know? And for those who, for anybody that's not aware, um, um, just just for people that um, might not be aware and living under a rock, H and M stores they they had. A couple of weeks ago, yeah. they came out with a, a promotional ad where these kids had different T-shirts or, or long sleeve tees with hoodies, uh, yeah. hoodies with um, with you know phrases on on the front. And I don't remember what the white kids one said, yeah. but the black kids the black kid was was sitting there. Did, was he smiling or he looked serious? He just had a serious look on his face. Yeah, like you know he's like being he's right. being the kid version of a sexy model. Right. Know? So you know you're not smiling. You're just like sitting up there like look at me in this hoodie. Right. And the hoodie said coolest monkey in the jungle. Right. And you know that just totally goes under the radar. Right. Of so many white folks, right? You know, there are some white folks who are like, "Oh, hey, what are you oh, doing?" Right. But you know, it's a, it's a, it's enough, especially H and M being an international company, right? So it's like you also got to understand the uniqueness of race in America. Yes, yes. You know, that's they what I was might, you know, I don't know what you know. There may be different things that are offensive right. in the black white relations in the UK right. or in other places, right. but here in America, there's. Black folks and monkeys have not gotten right. along for a long time because <laughs> right. of the way that black that white portrayals which like to compare us to monkeys. Right. Now, the other thing about it is that if you shave a monkey, I know he actually going looks before, more like a white person. The lips, everything. It's, like, it's yeah, like I get it. It's the hair is the same color as our skin, but yeah. So you know, right, I, right. It's really a, a misinformed, right? Um, you know stereotype yeah. and jab, jab at us but it is what it is but and aren't mo- aren't this there's so many uh yeah. racial stereotypes and or uh um you know ways that people attempt to offend people you know black yeah. people i mean you know we'll keep that black male endowment one but the well rest yeah of yeah them, you know some of the myths you wrote you can't get rid of all of hey, them. Dog, rome brother. wasn't built in a day right exactly exactly i'm still on d-ray getting paid that much <laughs> I can't get rid of them. <laughs> I'm like, word. And and here's I because because D Ray's a friend of mine. Yeah. I watch. I I don't think I've watched the entire. I probably watch about 30, 40 minutes in, in sporadic mm-hmm. bursts. Yeah. And I wasn't as I I was disappointed uh-huh. with it only because I've known D Ray. I've known D Ray since since probably like twenty years. I remember yeah. when he first started coming out here from uh Chicago, from Chicago. Yeah. Doing both the black rooms and the mainstream rooms has always been funny. He always showed me a lot of love when I would go out to the shy, mm-hmm. and watching his special and knowing his his uh, his level of natural abilities, yes. I was watching and I was like, and it, it did, for me, mm-hmm. 
and and this is and this is me with with regards to a lot of uh, people's specials I, because I want a special to make I want as a as a comedian and as a fan yeah when I watch somebody's special I want to be inspired I want to feel like yeah. yo I got to step my game up you know right. what I mean like watch watching uh excuse me watching um I'm trying to think who's uh, I just watched. Tom Segura's uh, newest Netflix special because they drop them every week now, yeah. which I also I'm not a big fan of unless it's mine, right? Yeah. But um, I'm not a big fan of doing the every week um, because <laughs> it it diminishes the the special nature right. of well, a special. It's like it, after a while you're gonna stop calling them specials, right? They're regulars, they're <laughs> right. averages, you know. And some of some of them put like you know when you just do the math on Dave Chappelle releasing four specials in less than a year mm-hmm. even though two of those were in the can a lot of people right. don't know yeah. that two of those specials he had in the can yeah. and then they they netflix had been chasing him for the deal yeah and, and trying to give him a deal and then finally you know they they worked it out and said you know i'll do it and then boom he's like uh i'll, I'll give you uh i'll do x amount of specials for for this money mm-hmm. and they're like okay and he's like oh by the way boom gotcha you know i got yeah. two already you know um but Watching, watching at least three of the four specials that he dropped, actually all of them were inspiring. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I believe I don't like using the word I felt like because that's emotions. Mm. But I, in my opinion, the fourth one. I remember talking to Harris. We were in Denver, uh-huh. and he 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 felt like it was just a workout night. It. And it uh, and it has that, that feel. That, that's a that's a you know that's a good observation. But I, I actually. I actually, because the other three were done on such a grand scale, yeah. I appreciated yeah. that he well, took it back to well, the I essence. Like, I like the fact that he kind of like got explored some topics. Yeah. It was like it was. It felt very one man showy. Yeah, yes, it did. Which to me, even how he ended, like, with, like he, with he's pimp. earned the right to do that. Yes, it's he like, has. You know, we all want to be. You know, we want to be the guy who. When we show up someplace, our people are there. Right. When your people are there, you can do you can do the stuff which that takes time. Yeah. Um, one of the, the the things that you hope to develop as a comedian, and you know, you and I are respectively twenty five years mm-hmm. in, I feel that we we probably at a place where we go on stage now mm-hmm. and we know how to just get comfortable. Yeah. And we also aren't afraid of the silence. Right. You know, for me, right. I'm like that's funny. I, I, when you know, when I want inspiration, it's it's first of all, Dave is one of the people that inspires me. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the the average comedian doesn't. Right. You know, I also get my inspiration from music. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I love to watch when I want to be inspired artistically is I go and I watch that jazz documentary by Ken Burns. Oh, dig it, dig man! It. And I like to. I want to be. I want to be Miles Davis. I want to be Thelonious Monk. Yeah, you know, I yeah. want to be. I, it's like my goal is to be a jazz comedian. Right, right. And right. what I mean by that, Miles Davis the sold out sessions. Yeah. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Miles Davis was like, you rehearse and you practice and you rehearse so that when you get on stage, you don't have to play it like you rehearsed. You're right. so comfortable right. with it. So right. now I can go over here with it. I can do. And he will get mad at people who play with him. 
And stayed on on who did, right. Yeah, they great. You know the notes. Come on, let's go yeah, out yeah, here. Let's and go. Do stuff. Let's go. Yeah. It's like so. Say say that again. This is the protocol for this week. Is is is, is something that I think a lot of uh, not just new newer comics but veterans mm. need to say that again with regards to practicing so that you don't have a mindset. You know, learn the notes so that you can go out and explore. You can improvise. Right, right. You know, it's like. When I did my most recent album, Fried Chicken and White Bread, <laughs> I took, you know, I only have two albums uh-huh. with 25 years of comedy right. under my belt. I and like this is your 26. You're going into yeah. your 26. It's like, I, I like to take 13 years per album. Right. You know? okay. <laughs> um, but no, it's like um, to, to take the time so that when you go on stage, you're like, I know this material. Right. I've done this material. So like on the night of both of my albums, uh-huh. 13 years apart. I can listen to those albums mm-hmm. and they make me laugh because I know on that particular night I went off. Right. I, I did, you know, I it's like sometimes I listen to my albums on the way to a gig mm-hmm. because I did stuff on the night of the show that's not a regular part of right. the, the right. bit because right. I was so comfortable till I was like, these are my people. They're here with me. It's right. like, right. you know, like just like your favorite musician. Right. You're like, yeah, I want to hear the hits. Right. But yo, Luther is going to sing Superstar, <laughs> but when he does it live... Yeah, it's not the same. Oh, he's going to stop. Right. He's going to... I want to tell you, tell you, tell you, tell you, tell you. Yeah. going crazy. And that's where I want to be comedically, where like I'm talking about the same story about scaring the hell out of a white woman. Right. But tonight... Something happened in the news that was racial that I'm like, and you know, bam, I can go there. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's like I, that. You know, in essence, is what you strive for. And and I said, Thelonious Monk is the mm-hmm. other person. Mm-hmm. Thelonious Monk was the you know the the guy where he came up with all of these greats, uh-huh. and he wasn't getting his due. He's he, it's like uh, he he just like everybody's like. It's like, it's as if, you know, say you started out and, you know, you started in 1992, mm-hmm. but you're the guy who isn't so-called Def Jam mm-hmm. style comedian. So all of I your know boys, story. <laughs> all of your boys are getting all these Def Jam credits, uh-huh. and, but you're not, but you're playing the same rooms that they're playing. Right. And when you perform live in front of people, right. people are like, even though you're not the one who's doing it like them, right, right. they still think you're funny. Yeah. Like you are here like... You know, like, I would never hang with this dude who doesn't come out to the show until midnight on Monday night mm-hmm. in Harlem, you know, at Harlem Nights in Atlanta. Right. But he comes to yo, son. Yo, but that, yo, yo, you funny, son. Right. Like, right. oh, you know, I mean, you know, that ain't even my style, but yo, it's good. Right. You know, and like. And sometimes yeah. people don't even recognize that you're doing something. Because um, the beauty is Rick and I both have, have, have had similar paths yeah. in that we both. Um, have worked pretty clean the yeah. majority of our career, and and what I dig is that people don't notice, they yeah. don't realize right. it. They're just like, oh, you just a cat, and then right. it'll be an older person right. that'll come up to you like, you know what? I just want to, you you didn't curse, did you? Yeah. You're like, oh nah, yeah. you know what? I I caught they didn't catch it, but right. and then, it, then well, somebody the else will it's be like yeah. when. I I have a few few words that I use now that uh-huh. that, that um I didn't but like the first twenty you years of my kids. career yeah you but like um but like first twenty years of my career I didn't curse on stage right, right. and it's like um 
Was that a was that a uh, conscious effort, or uh, were you intentionally not using profanity? Well, when I first started doing stand up, I was also singing in the Maryland Gospel Choir. Got you. So, Got like, you. Um, you know, Mar- University of Maryland College Park, right outside of DC. I started doing stand up in D- the DC area. Okay. And um, so I was like, I can't be on stage in the same place where I'm singing gospel. And the possibility that somebody who just saw me singing Jesus is real on Sunday <laughs> is in the audience. And I'm Love like, that song, I'm your mother. You know, so it's like, Jesus is real. I know the Lord is here to me. Is that John P? John P. Yeah, Key? John P. Key. I know he is. I know he is. But yeah. I told you we had some. We were very similar. <laughs> I used to love that song. That was yeah. a gospel choir favorite right there. Yeah, so it's like, so I was like, no, I can't do that. So that was the the um the conscious decision at that point. Mm-hmm. And so I and I stuck with it and the when I I as I got older and I you know older black dudes our censor starts to fade over time. <laughs> and you know who uh, uh I don't think we can never get together without mentioning Todd. Yeah. RIP Todd Lynn is yeah. uh the uh, I think the is the five five year anniversary of him passing is man. this week I believe yeah, it's like uh, time flies yeah man. man but um you know so like I used to talk to Todd like daily and Todd used to laugh because he's like um Rick you think a lot like me uh-huh. but no one knows it right. because you don't you know right. you just you know me personally I don't think everyone is deserving of what I have to say. Okay. You know, it's like, you know, so like, whereas Todd might complain about something to the owner of a club who is not hiring enough black people. Right. And I used to tell him, I said, Todd, what you said is not wrong. Right. You know, but when people are doing wrong things, they don't want somebody reminding them. Right. Right. And so what will happen is they'll just get rid of you. (laughs) And either not replace you with a black dude or just find another black dude who's not going to complain. Right. Right. Um, now, the way I did it differently is that, you know me, I, I don't even, I, I produce my own stuff right. and right. periodically I'll play the clubs, but I intentionally never didn't pursue the clubs like that because, and this is the similarity, I am the guy who, I, I know that too much of something will make me explode. Right. And I was like, it's not worth it to me to be in a place that that's toxic like that to me. Right. And then I go off and do something that messes things up for me totally because right. now I'm the guy who went off in the comedy club. And right, right, now right. Now like, that's crazy Rick. Right. <laughs> so I was like, I, I said, it's got to be a different way. Okay. And I, be, okay. and I always believe that everybody's path is different. So right. that's that's how it came for me. But um, the thing was is that, like I said, I, was talk, I would talk to Todd and it was like, we had a we did a gig up in Buffalo. It okay. was me, him, and Mark, and we rode up there together. And um, was it for Elijah Hooks? <laughs> no, it was it was uh, it was it was actually remember we did that that gospel DVD. Oh uh, yeah, 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 it was Kingdom Comedy. Yeah, so it was it was I think it was uh, right for some for Parish. And I could I couldn't make right. The, okay, so it was like the three of us and uh, and I think Chris Thomas met us up there. Okay, okay, and so the mayor. Like, as we were driving up there, I was like. Uh, we were talking, laughing like comics do. And, you know, Todd, he's like, hey, man, did you notice on that trip I wasn't talking that much? <laughs> you know why? 
Because I wasn't the funniest dude in the truck. Uh, you funny. were. That's funny. He's like, but he was like, you don't always take that guy to the stage. Mm-hmm. And so we got to talking about why. And a lot of it. I remember him. I remember Todd actually saying to him, he was like, yeah. man, hey, man, people don't realize. Rick, Rick is way funnier off stage than he is on stage. Yeah. You know, and I remember, I remember hearing him say that. And I don't know if it was Mark or Tracy when you were touring, which when you were on the road with yeah. Tracy. Um, but I remember, I remember hearing that, and I was like, I was like, I, I can believe that. Yeah. So it's like a lot of it was I had to examine what am I, what is, what am I not doing? Why am I holding back? Okay. Um. One when I first got here to New York, just that whole being fed to me that, you know, the impression that you make, anybody could be in the audience. So it's always concerned about the impression that I was making. So I was very thoughtful about what I was saying, how I was saying it, um, and always wanted to do well. So not a lot of experimentation, you know. So it was like, I finally was like, after hearing funny people say, hey, the stuff that you're talking about, those mm-hmm. things that you say when you're not on stage, you need to talk about that. Right. So, you know, it took hearing it from people who were really funny, and mm-hmm. I knew really were looking out for my best interest. Right. And so then I was like, I also realized off stage that sometimes I curse. Okay. Sometimes I say the N word, you know, it's like, uh, and I was like, well, then I need to be able to say that on stage. And then I also realized the other thing holding me back was my concern about how it reflected on my parents. Okay. You know, okay. Like I said, valid point growing up in church, singing gospel music and stuff like that. It was like, there were things I was afraid to say on stage mm-hmm. for fear of it getting back and reflecting on my mother. Right. That at home while we're talking and laughing, I might say those things around my mother. Right. You know? And so I just called her up and I was like, hey, mom, you know, I'm really trying to expand with my comedy, mm-hmm. trying to talk about things that matter to me and the things that I'm passionate about. And I was just, I just know that sometimes when I get excited and passionate about something sometimes my language isn't all that clean i might mm-hmm. curse mm-hmm. would you have a problem if i went on stage and curse she's like nah, not oh wow as long as it's not, <laughs> she's like nigga she's like as long as it's not gratuitous right you know it's right. like yeah it's like some people use curse words to describe curse words and you know it's like yeah, you know yeah. you can't even listen to that you know, like if they try to put it on comedy central before right. midnight it's right. just boop 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 right boop, right 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 <laughs> and so it's like um, listening to uh little kim's queen bitch during the day yeah. you know <laughs> during the day on hot 97 you're like eh, maybe we should have just saved this for the late night <laughs> right. programming but yeah so once i got the go ahead it's like it if it, it that freed me up some more and it's like now a lot of my material is just i just talk about what i feel what i'm passionate right. about it's right. like and like i i hope people laugh Mm-hmm. But now it's like I got stuff I want to get off my chest. Yeah, you yeah. know it's like um, obviously for me like race is a, an important issue. But like in my last album, I talked about um, my daily efforts to not watch porn. Okay, you know <laughs> I call it daily efforts because I mean too? some days I fall off, sometimes <laughs> I fall short. Day. Uh, right, right. But like you know it's like um, so I talked about my father's death. You mm-hmm. know things mm-hmm. that are like. You know, even like even when I was about to talk about my father, I even said it on the album. I said I right. want to talk about him, right. but I don't want y'all to mess up my album. Looking at you know, with, with the all, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And so I made a joke about the yeah. fact that look, he'd been dead for about at the time he'd been dead for about five years right. now. I'm, right. I'm used to it. You know, yeah. like I'm not sitting over there. Like, when daddy coming home? Right. So um, 
Because people will, people don't realize the one of the worst sounds uh, to a comic's ear is what, especially when he's on stages. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, 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 no, we don't want your pity. Right. It's like you if know? I'm talking about it, I'm cool with yeah. it. So come with yeah. me. You know. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like um, and trust. Trust in you, the creator and the artist, yeah. that you're that you know they came to laugh, and so you're going to satisfy yeah. them. But you have something on your chest, and you want to get it off and make light of yeah. the the situation. Yeah. You want to you want to you want to expand on something that might be that we all experience yeah. that. But we're so we're so caught up in the emotion of of mourning yeah. that we don't look at the the silly and the mundane yeah. of the the actual experience of someone yeah. dying. But and and back to Thelonious Monk. Mm-hmm. It was it, so Thelonious is coming up with his boys. Everybody, you know, one by one, becoming you know legendary, right. becoming known as the masters of the art and everything. Nothing's happening for Thelonious. Uh-huh. And it, then he had, he had a, a rough patch where he lost his cabaret license. Mm. So now he couldn't even perform. Dang. So now, not only are his boys going and doing things, Thelonious can't even perform live. Oh, wow. He just went home and kept playing his piano. Okay. Kept working on stuff. And somebody wanted somebody asked, could they record him? Okay. And he puts out an album. That winds up being like this thing where everybody's like, whoa, where the hell? It's like, right. yo, I've been here the whole right. time. Right. It's like, some of us have been here the whole time. Right. It's like, you know, we're watching other people go and yeah. things are yeah. happening for them. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, my route is different. But but you also sound like someone that's that's very comfortable in their journey. And that also, I'm, I'm guessing that that comes from your time doing this. Mm-hmm. You're, you're older now, so you're not, you're not rushed. You know, you're, yeah. you're 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 comfortable in your own skin, and so you say to yourself, you know what, my path is different, but as long as as long as I can, uh, you know, pay my bills, feed my family, yeah. as long as my family's straight, I'm good. And that's that's I, you know, because I'm sure people come up to you uh, and say whether it's from seeing you in countless commercials to some of the films you've done to, to, to uh, now you're returning to uh, to Broadway mm-hmm. um, with, with Mean Girls which we'll, we'll get to but people will come up to people have this this approach towards entertainers I think I was uh-huh. going to say comedians but no I think it's towards enter- all forms of entertainers mm-hmm. where it, it's sort of an out of sight out of mind <laughs> success yeah. where if they as long as they see you out and about yeah. on whatever form of medium, whether it's television, film, yeah. social media, as long as they see you, they're like, okay, he's, he's busy. But if you, if, people don't remember that Bill Cosby, uh, when when Pryor really started splashing in the late seventies, you know, and after uh, what uh, uh, Uptown, after the trifecta Uptown Saturday, Saturday night, night. Uh, let's, let's do, do it, it again, again. Your piece of the action, your piece of the action. There was there was a lull. Because you had uh, uh, Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids, right. so between, I'm gonna say like late seventies, where Pryor, where uh, Richard Pryor live in concert was seventy nine yeah. and splashed, yeah. and then Cosby did himself around like eighty like two, eighty three, yeah. and then the Cosby Show had happened 85. in eighty four, eighty four, so eighty four to eighty five, right, I right. think is yeah. what it. So you know he had like a, a three to five year. Did but he was still 
He was still creating, right. you know, and and, and he remember, was he was one of the first celebrity commercial dudes. Yes, yes, he he had the the, the, the jello pudding. I remember at the such. time it, it was it was said that that was that he made more money on that than he made on anything right. else prior to that. And, and and that was also during a time when people. Uh, sort of look down on yeah. celebrity endorsements. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, the, we're still amidst the sort of, I think the revolution has subsided now, but there was a time when entered like big name celebrities in the States had to go overseas to do commercial right, work right. where someone would say, here, we're going to give George Clooney a million dollars to you know, advertise this this watch brand. Yeah. But you never you might see it in in a mat like GQ. And yeah. You're like George Clooney. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. It's Magazine? like a lot of people don't know how the business goes. You know, it's right. like a lot of times it's like sometimes people don't even quite wrap their mind around the fact that commercials are done by actors. Right. I've had people say to me, right. "Dude, you so funny in them commercials. You ever think about acting?" That's hilarious. I was like, uh, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm trying my best." Yeah, I'm gonna work, work on that. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's like I, I don't know. It's like uh, for me, it's like I got a, I've got a plan, and I'm staying the course of the plan. Right, right, right. And I just like you know, if you get uh, a, a million. YouTube followers or a million Instagram followers, you can then go out and and sell out places. Right. I mean, like I said, we we're we're kind of like that generation where it's like, okay, if I can get my popularity through TV, film, and you know, where I become, because if you all they care about is can you put people in the seats? Exactly. So like, I can go out every night, and if my comedy or or there's nothing about me that's making it so that people know who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm just a funny dude mm-hmm. that they're like, I, I love you. I think you're hilarious, but I can't, you can't sell out my club. Right. You know, so I'm going to, I'm going to bring Steve-O. Right. You know, I'm going to bring Dustin Diamond, Screech. Right. And bring people in. It may right. not be, you know, it may not be what you're doing. Right. But, People and we and maybe we'll bring you in the next week to clean up the mess that they might have right. made. Yeah, but yeah. so it's like um, when I realized that uh, the comedy club scene just kind of, you know, that day in and day out at the club just kind hanging of, out. To me, I call it I call night. it comedy mad cow disease. It's like <laughs> about being around that. It's like it's like we're eating our own flesh. It's like right. we're <laughs> it's like our sense of humor becomes this crazy thing that only appeals to other comedians right. you know and for me I just you know I don't like a lot of people Dean you know it's like I'm, as I was talking to Mark about that the other day it's like I want to like more people but I just really don't you know so <laughs> that also comes from getting older where your, yeah. your patience diminishes and you're like ah, it's like and, and I, I have, I have my crew right, it's like, right. but we're all a, we're all in like the same realm so right. it's like when we did sold out comedy mm-hmm. It was like we had something that brought us together every week. Right. But all of us are headliners. Right. So we're not, you know, we're not going to be on the same shows. Right. So it's like now I'm hanging out with people I don't really like. Right. You know, because (laughs) it's like just like any other job. You don't always work with people you like. Right. You know. Right. So it's like um, I was like, I'm going to produce my own shows, Mm -hmm. create my own things, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I've, I've, you know, like right now I do every morning, weekday morning, I go into my kitchen and I do the low budget morning show on, uh, breakfast. Yeah. Breakfast on Periscope and Facebook live. (laughs) It's like, I just, I'm always doing something. I'm always creating stuff to connect. Right. Um, meanwhile, 
I'm going out and I'm auditioning. I'm mm-hmm. like, I like in the in the last year, like you said, um, especially this this last year has really been taken up with Mean Girls. Okay. Because um, I I there was a developmental lab that started last April. That's what I was going to say. I, actually, I want you to speak to the people that yeah. uh, that are totally. I'm I'm still relatively I only because I lucked out with that Shrek thing so I yeah. I get it yeah but for the average person that doesn't realize that before a show yeah it's take like us a- through before a show makes it to Broadway yeah take us through the process of of them just having the first act written and and yeah. w- what the audition process was like well like, I, like about a year ago around this time last year um, so that's, that's that would be January 2017 January yeah, February 2017 January February I um I got uh, you know, audition call from my agent. Hey, okay. um, want you to go in? They're casting the developmental lab for Mean Girls the musical. Okay. You know, and I'd heard talk about you know Mean Girls the movie, right. but Tina Fey's movie right. being turned into a musical. Right. It, you know, it's got a cult following. So over the years, there's been talk of that. Right. So I was like, oh, I guess it's happening. Right. So um, and they wanted me to go in for Mr. Duvall, who's okay. played, played by, by Tim, Tim Meadows, Meadows in the right. movie. Okay. And um, I'm like, all right, cool. You know, because. It was just like, it's the developmental lab. Right. There's no guarantees beyond that. But it's like, uh, but there's, you know, there's a chance right. that if you're in the developmental lab, you can move on with the process. Right. So I go to to audition for that. Who, who was casting it? Uh, Telsey. Okay. Bernie with, Telsey. Yeah. Big, and, big TV and stage uh, yeah, and film they, producer. Like they, casting. they cast so many Broadway shows. Yeah, they, do. they cast This Is Us. Mm-hmm. Um, right. They, as a matter of fact, yeah. last night uh, they mentioned when... Uh, when they won the uh, SAG Award for Best Ensemble, yeah. um, they actually, um, Milo, I forgot that. Victor Milia. Um, he actually mentioned uh, yeah. Bernie Telsey. Right. And I was like, I was, and, and when you hear that as an actor, you're like, okay, so I'm in front of the right people. Right, right. You know? It's like, uh, I'm dying up here is also cast by Okay, Telsey. okay. Uh, and, you know, lots of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, um, had to go in, and they said, um, you're gonna be in front of the creative team. Oh, nice! Now I know what that means when I read it, but I'm not spending every day thinking about the fact that I'm gonna be in front of the creative right. team. Is that um, is that for your own benefit so you don't overstress it, or you just or you I, just, I just try to do that in general? I try to be okay. like, okay, that's cool, but right. okay, I'm you know. You're like, what it is, what it is. Yeah, you're not like, you're not overthinking it, right? At this point, it's like I know that you can have a good audition and not book something, right? And I know you can be the best person and not get it, and you can not be the best person and get something. Right, it's right. It's a lot that goes into these types of things. Right, right. Um, so I just try to take it with a grain of salt. Okay. So that put that in the back of my mind and just prepare, because right. I had like about a week or so to prepare for this audition, and I had a whole bunch of different sides and everything. How many how many pages uh, sides for those that don't know? It's the, the pages of the scripts, and so how many was it a long? It was about. I mean, I got, more than ten. Yeah. Probably, okay. About, so about okay. ten to fifteen. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. a that's a that's a substantial amount for for. Uh, was there a song in there? Did you have to? I, I had to just come and sing a song of my choice. Your choice. Okay. Um. So, Bring your own music. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um. I, but I'm not thinking about the creative team. Right. I'm not thinking about. You're it. just thinking there's an audition. Right. And and like so I'm so basically I forgot. Not didn't forget that Tina Fey wrote the thing, but I kind of forgot. <laughs> like, 
I'm like, I'm not thinking about that. The creative team is going to be in the room. I see where this is going. So I walk in the room. I'm like, oh, there's Tina. In in my hand. In her green jacket. (laughs) And I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm out with Tracy for like forever. Right, right. Right. This is is not too big for me because Mm -hmm. I've hung with famous people. Right. You know, um... So I just kind of take a minute. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So then, then it's that moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, cool. All right, but take a second on it, and I'm back. You okay. Know? And so they're like, "So did you uh, you bring a little something to sing for us?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, "How little you talking?" Because <laughs> uh, you know, because I sing some Stevie for you. If I don't have to sing the whole thing, because Stevie gets high, right. I can't be singing that right, right, right. in the morning. Are they laughing now that you're singing? Boom! That's you know, and like, but I mean, you know, once again, you know, just being in the moment. I wasn't. Right. I'm like, I wasn't like, I'm gonna say this and be funny. I was right. dead serious. You're serious. I need to know because I will not sing this Stevie right. if you want me to sing the whole song. I'll sing something a little lower, right. where I know I can hit the high parts. Right now, doesn't that also? What would you say that you're you're Everything you've done in the past from, from you know, uh, doing Rent years ago mm-hmm. to also just being a comic that's been doing this at that time for 24, 25 years mm-hmm. gave you a comfort because you've no, you you can be yourself. Yeah. You're comfortable in your skin well, to where you I, can be in the moment and, and crack it. Say something seriously, yeah. but in, in your mind, you're like, when they chuck you're like... Yeah, oh, that yeah, was kind of yeah. just kind of. <laughs> but you know, it's like that's one of the things I love about comedy. It's like everybody's in the trenches together. Right. You know, it's like you see the excitement in new comedians' faces when they like sit in some place and Chris Rock walks in. Right, right. right. But you know, it's like <laughs> for those of us, they're like we're like we used to be sitting in this room when Chris was known, but he right. wasn't Chris Rock right. as as we know him now. Right. You know, it's like you know, it's like you and I can tell stories about things we've done in places we've been with people and it sounds like we're name dropping right. but it's not no these are our peers that we've been hanging right. with for years right. so one of the great things about being a comedian is you you're always you know it's like you work alongside the top of your craft mm-hmm. <laughs> like on a regular basis right and it's like uh that's not necessarily the case in acting and right. stuff like that right i mean now i have been fortunate i always seem to get in things where i play with the 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 people right. like when I was in Morning Glory, all my scenes were with Harrison Ford, Dan right, King, right. and yeah. Rachel McAdams. Um, I just recently worked with Woody Allen, and no, I'm not giving back the money. Everybody's like, <laughs> everybody's <laughs> talking about. I'm going to donate the money I made with Woody Allen. Nah, hey, nah. times up. Has that money's me been to spent. You like, oh no, <laughs> you know, right. it's like when I was on Girls, I, I worked with Lena Dunham. You right. know, it's like I was in a movie with Billy Joe Armstrong. All my scenes were with Billy Joe, so right. I'm all. I've always been the guy that is around right. the famous people so right. I've had to you know I've, I've become become comfortable right. being around people that are famous right and I've also uh over time accepted the fact that if I'm here I deserve to be here exactly you know right and so when I walk in the room and I see Tina it's like oh okay cool right let me just keep continue to do what I do right um and so I did uh, the Stevie Wonder song over Joy, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "Wanted me." Can we, we t- hear like a bar? <laughs> I love Over that song. Over time, I've been building my castle of love. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. 
<laughs> but Stevie and uh, so, that boy good. <laughs> so then it was like they were like, okay, we want you to do, and they picked the scene that they wanted me to do. Okay, and it was the my favorite one. Oh, that's nice. Out of all of them, and I started, and once I got that first laugh, I was like, boom. Oh, I'm in here. Boom. You yeah. know, like like you know, like not in here as in I got it in it as you just, in here as in you in the pocket. This, like this is something I know how to do. Right, and like it's I know. After you know how it is, after a while, you audition for stuff, and you got the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. So, like, when uh, I do a lot of stuff where they're looking for black improv guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, when, when it's something like that, I know certain people are going to be there. Right. You know? Um, when I... So, when I you know... Say certain, I'm sorry. When you say certain people, are you saying other actors? Other actors. So, I, know, so... <laughs> I know which... Other black improv, improv. guys are gonna right. be there. I, I know, so I know. I, I have different circles. I mm-hmm. I got funny black dudes mm-hmm. that I know that if it's something where they're specifically looking for a black dude mm-hmm. and they want funny, right? It's gonna be me and these guys, right? There's also just you know comedic stuff. Right. So it's like I know. All right, we're looking for somebody who's funny. I know it's gonna be me. And I know which white guys are gonna be there. You know, it's right. like. So when you walk into when you walk into an audition room, you're you're like, oh yeah, I, I figured I'd see him. Right, I'm right. gonna see him. The and, thing that was unique about going in for this was that when I went in, I didn't recognize anybody. Interesting. And so I was like, these aren't the funny guys. Right. You right. know, I'm like, these guys are here because they can sing. Right. Right. And right. So, <laughs> but so that's a plus for right. you. Right. I know I can sing. Right. But I'm like, I like. But you're you know, funny too. I like. I know y'all. I said y'all might be able to do a little something with the right, vocals. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But none of y'all gonna be in, go in here and be funny. Right. Right. So th- there was a, a feeling of okay, I you know. It's comfort. It's a, that comfort. So yeah. it was, and for me, I was just like, you know what, Tina Fey, <laughs> she does a lot of things. She, uh-huh. you know, it's like, I'm like, maybe I'll be right. on something else. Right. I, yeah. All I was like, I'm in. I'm in, in Tulsi casting. Tina Fey is here. Right. Our director, Casey Nicola, he, uh, Book of Mormon, Aladdin, right. oh, a right. whole bunch okay. of other things. I'm like, so I'm in front of him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Jeff Richman, Tina's His husband, was husband, there. Yeah. Her Nell Benjamin, who's the, uh, yeah. the lyricist. So it was like, all these people was like, it's like, any one of these people I could be working for again. Right, right, right. And, and, so, and which is really what the industry is, is relationships. Right. So I was like, you know, if I get it, cool. If not. But but I walked out of there feeling good, right? Because I, I made them laugh, even before I did the funny stuff, mm-hmm. and then I d- did the delivered, funny stuff. right? Uh, so um, I just left, and I had to go to my agent's office for just a totally unrelated uh, reason. Right. So I, I walked over there, pick up that check. No, I'm yeah, just... <laughs> not that far from from where I auditioned. <laughs> right. And by the time I got there, I'm, I'm in there. And my agent's like, "So how did you think it went?" I said, "I think it went pretty good. I made right. them laugh, whatever." And then she gets an email while I was mm-hmm. like, hey, uh, make sure Rick is available. Da, 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 da. Nice. And nice. so by the end of the day, I get a call from my agent. Hey, how do you like to hang out with Tina Fey? I said, I think we can hang out for a <laughs> And so um, that's how I got the developmental lab. Okay. So the developmental lab went on in April for okay. a month. Okay. So so from from January, February through April, you were, or you didn't start? We didn't start until, until April. Like okay. March 31st through April 30th. Okay. Something like that. So okay. it's like, um, and of course, you know, there's weeks of rehearsal, mm-hmm. and then at the end, there's a presentation. Right. For the producers, producers and the money people. And stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Um, 
But you know, this is a Tina Fey thing. Mm-hmm. So we, our our developmental lab performance mm-hmm. was like it was like star studded. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, Lauren Michaels is the lead producer, so right. Lauren is there. When he decided to bring his friend Steve Martin, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, like and Paul oh, Simon's there too, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Jane Krakowski's over here. Right. Titus is right there. Oh, wow. You know, Rachel Dratch is over here. Uh-huh. You know, it's like right. another dude from Thirty Rock is there. You know, it's right. like right. so you got money, people, and like celebrities. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, and we did a pretty uh, full type of production for a developmental lab. We were on our feet. All three acts. Yeah, wow. we did the, wow. did did a full show Dang and um, with uh, full out dancing and singing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the ensemble is oh outrageous. Right. It's like oh, wow. they're doing flips and all kinds of. I mean, these people. Are where where are y'all doing this on Forty Second? Forty Second Street okay. stages is where we did yeah. did that. So it's like we did that, and you know the so the out of town. Um. Uh. Uh, you know, tryout right. was scheduled to Run. be in in DC okay. in the fall. So we have, which is cool because you're from down in that area. Right. So, that's so nice. we have from the end of April till then, mm-hmm. where and you know we know that that's the next step, right. but we don't all know that we're all going to right. the next step. Because for for those that don't know, in in uh, unlike TV and film, yeah, TV and film do it too, but Broadway. They they are notorious for you'll 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 work it up you'll yeah. lab it you'll workshop it yeah. and then they're like oh you know it'd be a great name because that because right. they have yeah. to sell like going back to yeah. what you were saying with with a uh, stand up they have to sell tickets uh, on the Great White Way and yeah. so they have to guarantee even though uh-huh. having Tina Fey's name right. and the Mean Girls brand on it yeah. means you don't have to have all these big names right and I think that that that. You know, was was kind of like the the good thing about it right. is that um, now, granted, uh, uh, this is my Broadway debut because I did rent, a, I did a national tour, right? Okay, right? okay. So it's like, but there are uh, a few of the people in the show uh, uh, have done Broadway, Broadway vets. Okay, um, they're like the young future of Broadway. Okay, you know, they got a, got they've got a name within it, but you know, they're it, they're not Sutton Foster, right? Right. You know, they're not Nathan Lane, right? You know? Shout out to Sutton. Yeah. And so, um, so there's from April to June, September, September. Wow. So September where there's like nothing going on. But meanwhile, in between, there's the whole back and forth about offers and things like negotiating. So you're like, okay, you get an offer Uh to, you know, and it's like, okay. But you know, just kind of on a smaller scale than with the with the Monique thing, uh-huh. like hey, yeah, uh, that's nice, but uh, we want more than that. Right. So you hope that you hope that you don't talk yourself out of it right, because right. you ask for more. You know? Was there ever was there ever a point in there? Because that's that <laughs> to me. That's where the struggling artist in you always lie dormant and. Where your your agent is like, yeah, we're gonna ask for this. And you're like, hey, you uh, you don't have to go that and aggressive. This what, and this is what I did. I said, you know what? I said, obviously, I wouldn't be a good person to negotiate this because I just want to be on Broadway. Right. So I'm gonna I'm just know I want to be on Broadway. Okay. Okay. But I want y'all to get me <laughs> some money too. Right. Right. So I'm not going. I'm not gonna. You know. You know. 
And we kind of came up with a, with a number we'd like to get to. Okay. And then I backed off. Okay. You know, okay. and so, uh, you know, you're waiting back and forth. Offers are going back and forth. And uh, How long did that, how long was that process? Because that's, that's nerve-wracking. That can it, be nerve-wracking. It, it, um... It wasn't that long. I mean, I was hoping the day after the lab I would be, you right. know, signing something. But <laughs> right. it, it, it was. Uh, so this is like this is the end of April. So we're looking at May. Um, I think by the time June came around, okay, um, a month. You know, that's, that's... but it's, it's, it it feels like forever. <laughs> yeah, when you like, you know, a month is you know, like you feel like I'm so close. Yeah, you know, and it's um, and for those you know, that don't know, because the the. Because what winds up happening is the producers also have lawyers, and you yeah. and your agency have lawyers, and so this is this is the the part of the industry people don't like to see, where it's just right. it's the 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 underbelly of the industry that helps sustain everybody's yeah. livelihood, and there's this back and forth, and like you said, you're hardly part of it. You yeah. know, your agent, yeah. your point person is is on it, and they're dealing with the lawyers that that work for the agency right. or you have your own lawyer meanwhile uh the producers uh um you know Broadway video and Tina Fey and and yeah. their people that are lawyers are saying well you know and and it's it's almost like a a, a football team right. where they're saying all right well we have this much and that's a good number but you know what? let's see if we can shave a little off shave yeah. some points and see <laughs> cuz that's what they do yeah and you know so Got the got the whole that all out of the way. Okay. So now the next thing is, you know, because all of this is going on and I can't talk about it. Right. Like we did the lab, couldn't talk about right. it. You know, it's like only. So, the, so the only one that knows about it is your wife. Yeah, it's like people close to me. I right. Mean, you know, it's like you right. know, it's, it's it's you know, there's there's friends that know. Right. I think y'all all knew. Yeah, yeah, back yeah, then, but yeah. it's like you know. I couldn't like you couldn't post pictures. Well, I yet. couldn't post pictures. <laughs> I couldn't like go up and say, "Hey, uh, when you introduce me, um, say he's going to be." Because <laughs> you know, comics will rush right. to you. Yeah, hey, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't don't say clubs and colleges. You can tell them. You can see him in, uh, next year in Mean Girls. The music, <laughs> right? And right. you know, of course, you got to with Tina Fey. Right. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. That's who I hang with. I mean, like right. on a daily basis, I right, see right. Him. We go by we go first name basis yeah. and everything. But yeah, so it's like um T Fizzle. So, so like so you're like, okay, um now you're like, you know, and you know that you know, cause they, this is a big deal, so you know that they they wanna they wanna announce and stuff like that. So, uh holding on to this information and then like one day I get an email. So tomorrow they're gonna the, the announcements are rolling out. So oh, then nice. that happened. Is this June still or July? July. Okay. It's like July twenty seventh. Okay. Oh, that's that's <laughs> like birthday. That's yeah. three days before my birthday. So so yeah. So then it's like, and you know, so now all of a sudden like you like entertainmentweekly.com, You're on that. Your pictures side by side with Tim Meadows and right. like it's all of these. Right, 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 Cosmo right. has a thing where they put up all of our like the, the principals Instagram. Oh, that's like, dope. Accounts and stuff like Did that. Did you see a bump in followers? Yeah, it's it's going slowly. It's okay. it's slowly rising. Okay. Um, now, I'm you know playing the principal. I'm older than right, the, right. So right. it's like I'm like I I'm, I got to get more savvy like them. I, I do pretty good for a man of my age. Right. But it's like watching them. I'm like, oh, they, right. you know, like we didn't Instagram. This. We didn't have Snapchat. Right. We, the, didn't, right. we, we didn't do an Instagram story like about to do that podcast. Right. Check it out. You know, <laughs> with all the proper tags and all that. Damn so, it! I knew I should. Right. See, right. we don't know. But um, so yeah, the, the announcement came. So now it's like, all right, cool. But and we know that 
we received the offer for both. Um, you know, I received the offers for both DC and Broadway. Oh, nice! But even then, I can't talk about Broadway. They said just talk about. You're just DC. on DC for now, right? Right. You know, so it's like, um, and we didn't sign the Broadway contracts until the last week we were in DC. So oh, there's still okay. that possibility. Still you could say, like, hey, you know, yeah, you, know of... you didn't do too well in DC. Right. You know, we, is Chuck Nice still available? Right? Right? You know, it's like, <laughs> damn it! Every every time I, <laughs> but yeah, so um. You know, so it's been, so it was that whole thing waiting now, waiting to go to right. D.C. And like I said, we still like that whole thing of, hey, um, just because I'm in D.C. does not mean, even though, you know, th- there's been an offer. I didn't sign a contract right. for, for Broadway yet. I just right. signed a, uh, one for D.C. And um, and you go to D.C., um, talk talk just about the purpose of going to some because I know shows will go to DC, Chicago, Chicago Seattle, yeah. and they go to really just tighten the show. Yeah, yeah. and um, you know, and one thing I love about working with uh with the creative team is that they aren't uh, um they aren't afraid to, to blow it up and try different things. It's okay. like um one of the it's like you know I I I was it's like. One of the things I I was watching Tina, mm-hmm. and one of the things that that I th- uh, the key to her success is she works hard, man. Yes, yeah, she does. You know, it's like it's like she didn't decide I have a movie that's a hit, and I'm just gonna basically take the movie and throw it on stage right. with a couple of new songs. Right, right. Um, so she's like trying different stuff, like working different things. You know, also. She trusts who she casts. Right. It's like, and like for me, one of the greatest things is like first read through, and like she's laughing, and she came to me, she's like, every time you open your mouth, I just crack up laughing. I was like, <laughs> yes, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, but that also means that when she has a line, she's like, she gives it to you, right. and she's like, yeah, try, try that, and right. see what you, and like, and you know, and lets you. Do your thing. Right. She trusts your, yeah. your and, judgment um, and your artistic. Right. She trusts that she has the right creative team to go there, to, yeah. to, to do a Thelonious Monk, a Miles Davis, yeah. where here's the material, but, you know, right. once you have it mastered, yeah. you know, you can you can step away from it and, and add some stink. Right. Right. And, and, it's, and, you know, in D.C., you know, we're doing our thing. There were a couple times, they're like, they're like we're going to try a new, they had like three or, different, three or four different openings oh, you wow. know it, wow <laughs> had a few things like all right uh, cut this they did they did some cuts and things like that and um are you doing this in front of an audience or no oh yeah we're, okay. we're at the okay. national theater and it's like i mean even our our first and in, our invited dress was like had a nice size audience wow. like <laughs> wow. um yeah it's, and like you know people are showing up man mm-hmm. it's like on a gas gas fire yeah. came down and uh and that was another person that uh, I was like, she, uh, like Tina comes up to me, hey, did you meet my friend Anna? I said, yeah, yeah. She said, oh my goodness. She kept saying, that Mr. Duvall is so funny. I was like, oh my goodness. I'm like, you know, these are the victories for right, comedian, right, right. For other funny people that right. think that you're funny. And other, I mean, you know? someone like, someone like Anna specifically because she's also a vocalist. She also can blow. Yeah, she, yeah. So, so her giving you dap as a, yeah. as in that role, she's also looking at you like, wow, he can hold, uh, hold he, a note as well. You the, know? The, um, I mean, plus, you know, it's like, you know, you were on SNL and I think you and I 
we, you know, the other thing we have in common is like Eddie Murphy was the guy. Right, right, you right, know? right. It's like I saw Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's that's what I want." Exactly. Do. Yeah. You know, like I'd seen Richard Pryor before that, right. and the seed was planted. Right. But seeing Eddie, was Eddie was the, a young dude. That, yeah, Eddie yeah. was the one that like that watered the seed to yeah. like that's the flower I want. Right. To make, right. Know? And um. So yeah, it's like so the SNL thing is like I never realized the dream of being on Saturday Night mm-hmm. Live, mm-hmm. but it's like I I'm having this funny experience of working with Tracy, working right. with you, right. <laughs> working with Tina now, working for Lauren Michaels. So right. it's like right. I was in a movie with Fred Armisen. It's like right. I'm slowly working my way. You know, it's like hey, once again I'm in the room. I deserve to be here. Right, right. You know, so it's like uh. It's it's been a and it's just been like the last couple of years has just kind of been a you know really seeing the things that you always wanted to happen happening right. you know in real time it's like um you know like I said from working with Woody Allen and Lena Dunham it's mm-hmm. like I I seem to be uh, especially with with white folks that that uh, that uh, lightning rods for controversy. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes, like, Every time I look up, it's like Lena Dunham is saying something. I'm like, oh my goodness, yeah. Lena, just be quiet. Yeah, full back, <laughs> full back. You know, yeah, you know, everybody's like, I can't believe anyone would work with Woody Allen. I'm like, well, well, you got to check. Did um at any point did you uh let Tina? Know that you and Tracy were, no, were good friends. I still haven't, oh, still interesting, haven't interesting. I like. I know they have a, a unique relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I always say, I don't know how they are on this particular day. Okay. So okay. I figured it'll 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 manifest itself. It'll manifest itself. It'll naturally. come up or whatever. Um, maybe I wait till opening. To okay. Say you okay. know, once I know I'm on. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Or like, black people, or like, we we know that we like right. wait like, till. Uh, or like when Tracy shows up to come see the show. And, right, right, you know, right, right. They're like, wait a minute. I mean, there are people around there who know that I that I work with Tracy, but right. I mean, I've never like said to her specifically. Right. It was, and there was there have been a couple of times where I was like, I'm gonna say no, it just right. doesn't feel right. Right. right now. So right. you'll know when when the uh, when the time is right, man. So when uh, when when was the um, the lab in DC done? Oh, uh, that was from October thirty first through December thirty. Okay, okay. So yeah. yeah, I put it up on his feet uh, yeah. a bunch of times, and then when did you get to sign your Broadway contract? Was that that was like, like during that last week? So like right after Thanksgiving. Okay, and, and, okay. You know, uh, yeah. So give thanks, yes, yeah. <laughs> praise him. Yeah, it <laughs> it's <like>, time. <laughs> I was just like, so uh, this is all good. And right. I check with my agent. I got it. I'm right. about to sign it. I just right. want you to know. Right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and um. Yeah, man, it's like it's exciting, man. I'm excited. I'm yeah, excited it's, for it's, you. It's you know, I think doing what we do, it's like there's a certain certain knowing mm-hmm. that all the things that that you see in your mind are going to happen. Right. Like I see very vivid things. I see myself like sitting on late night talk shows, right? Talking to as you should people. You know, it's like I you know. Like the red carpet and, you know, like the opening night. I see myself at the Tonys right. and, you know, these right. are all things like I, when I close out my breakfast show, I have uh-huh. this thing where um, I share my um, affirmations. I talk okay. about, you know, you know, I, I in, invite everybody who's watching, like, uh, 
we're going to say positive things in our lives. Mm-hmm. We have enough people telling us, no, we're going to say yes right, to ourselves. Right. And I said, so, like, my positive affirmation is I am Rick Younger, world-famous leading man, award-winning actor, groundbreaking comedian, and Broadway star, and I get paid very, very well to do what I do. Right, nice. And, like, I specifically, at the beginning of 2017, said, I am going to, this is what we're going to do this year, y'all, and I'm going to do it every, as we close out every day, I'm going to do this. And I was like, because part of saying it out loud, it's almost like, when you say you're going to do something, now you better do it or you're going to yeah, embarrass yourself. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's in a in this deeper and, and bigger way, you're like obligating yourself right. to to bringing it to fruition. Right. And so like... Um, and words are powerful. Yeah. You know, that's 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 why they call them spells. You, yeah. you spell words because the words yeah. are powerful and you breed them into uh, into existence. And, and, you know, the universe wants you to achieve your your successes as much as you want want yeah. to achieve them. Like, but if you don't put if people don't put forth the effort, right. then it's right. it's all it's for like, naught. People like to sometimes people like to not say it so that they can kind of keep it to themselves right. when they don't reach the goal. Right. They, right. You know, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna I wanna obligate myself say, yeah. put myself in a position where I gotta do this right. or yes, embarrass myself. Right. And so right. Um, <laughs> um and I started doing that at the beginning of twenty seventeen had no idea that Broadway. Right. You know, it's like, and this was my, this has been my affirmation for a long time. Uh-huh. It's like not something that I said this year, I'm going to say it out loud. Right. And it's like, um, and I did. And it's right. like, before, I started doing it before, uh, before there was ever even an audition. I didn't like right. say, ooh, I got an audition. Let me start saying it. Right. You know, and within that year, I'm on my way to Broadway. Yeah, bro. You know, groundbreaking comedian. Within right. that year, I put out another album. Boom. You know, it's like um, award-winning actor. Yeah. You know, leading man, world-famous leading man. It's right. like it's all. It's you know, like I said, it's like we. And when you say it, you don't say it as I'm going to be. No, that's you say I will. You I will. I am. It. I am. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's like um, and because like uh, 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 you know, we say it because you are already those things. Yeah. You're just on the journey. You yeah. know. In different places in it, so there's there's power in words. That's why I, I I spend so much of my time every week speaking to. I was talking to Mark this morning. He yeah. said something. He was uh, he was like, yeah. Uh, what he said, I I'm trying. I said, no, you're doing. Yeah. There is no try. I know that's you know people like uh, you sound like Yoda, yeah. but re- really there is no. If you are in the process of doing it, right. even though you are working towards yeah. it, that's what well, that's what the I, attempt. When but say, you're I'm doing inspiring this. No, yeah, you, you are. That. You are. Like, I mean, I even like in the early days when I, my first headshot I got, uh-huh. I was like, I was like, what am I going to put at the bottom of this? You know, Rick Younger, and I was like. Or obviously, I'm doing this because I'm a comedian. Right. comedian. Right. I mean, I sing. I'm a singer. I never acted anything, but I want to be. And I said, actor. Yeah. You know, I put. Well, you ain't gonna put aspiring actor. Right. You know, as <laughs> I like, or I could have just left actor off, but I was like, no, that's what I. You know, yeah. this is yeah. And and it's like, I did that, and I became right. what I said yeah. I was. I you know, and it's like, I can be what I will to be. Yeah. It's that's like it's a, you know people just you know. Like even when people say I'm a struggling artist, or I'm a starving artist. I'm like, you're I was artist. like, I actually said to the, somebody, I said, don't know, you're not a starving artist. I said, are you, you're an artist, right? Right. Are you starving? Right. And she's like, no. I was like, 
then you're not a starving artist. You're just artist. an artist. You know, and and if you know, even if even if you the reason you're not starving has nothing to do with your art, you 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 you're you're an artist and you're not starving. So right. stop calling yourself a right. starving artist. Right. You're you're basically making yourself remain a starving artist. Right. Right. Because you just you know you continue to manifest that that you're starving. You I mean it, it's it's it did. You, you you constantly, both growing up and then once you get older and being that we live in such a quote-unquote spiritual existence now, mm-hmm. you hear people talk about the power of uh, positivity versus negativity. And, and every be, people are so cynical mm-hmm. nowadays that it's easy to not even recognize how negative people are being yeah. to themselves, yeah. well, let alone the rest of the world. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the Monique thing, and but that's that's the thing that I have found. It's like people are, it's like, people, it's like they're venomous and mad at her right. for right. not accepting a right. low-ball offer. Right. Like, how dare you right. think you're worth more than that? You know, like, right. it, they don't even, it's not even looking at what, you no, know. They're not looking at her, 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 uh, her perspective. They're not right. hearing her perspective. You throw five hundred dollars, five hundred thousand dollars into a uh, into a conversation, and there's so many people who five hundred thousand dollars is so much money right. to. Right. I mean, I I've never been paid five hundred thousand right. dollars. Right. But right. I do know that in that world, five hundred thousand dollars is a drop in the bucket. Right. And right. I do know if you've offered me five hundred thousand dollars, you got more than five hundred thousand. Exactly. To if you if you've given out twenty million to multiple cats <laughs> and even. Because Amy, uh, I found it interesting when she got whatever, eight or nine, and then yeah. she complained, and she they wound up giving her two or three more. Right. I was like, well, that's on that ain't on them. That's on your agent. Yeah. That's on whoever negotiated your first deal. They And y'all took it, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, God bless her that she got an extra yeah. three or four million dollars, but that was your agent. This, you know, with the... Um, mm-hmm. With Mark Wahlberg and uh, and Michelle Williams, yeah. uh, you know now, granted they have the same agency, but right. but <clears throat> her agent dropped the ball by saying, "Oh, she'll do it for scale," or her saying she'll do it for scale. You can't. Mm-hmm. I I didn't like how uh, Mark Wahlberg was vilified yeah. in that whole situation. But back to Monique, I yeah. I heard um heard uh Charlemagne the God this morning. He uh he 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 raised the valid point. Where um, he was saying, you know, uh, Monique's yes, she because she she made the statement on Sway's show. Yeah. I'm I I am the 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 most uh, what did she say? I am, the, I am the most baby sugar. I am the most decorated uh, comedian alive. And I was like, well, you know, there there have been some Emmys and Ace yeah. Awards at other comics that are alive and and. Uh, Jamie Foxx won an Oscar too, right. you know. Um, but Monique, this is frustrating. Listening to people argue a point when I'm because they were like, "Well, Monique can't." So I'm like, "No, Mo- I've, I've, I did dates with Monique back right. in the day." I'm like, Monique sells out theaters. Yeah. Monique has a following that she created. Yep. You know, calling on skinny bitches, the skinny you skinny bitch, and I'm like, Monique, you kind of lost a lot of weight. Well, don't tell people about my trainer, baby. You know, but she. <laughs> she, she but she she has a following, you yeah. know. Whether she could or could not sell out Madison Square Garden, who knows? But she has a following. Yeah. She's had a following that she created yeah. over the last 25, 30 yeah. years um, that will ride with her, that will support yeah. her. And so I thought that the Netflix offer, just based also on um, 
having heard through the wire what other people got paid, I was like, y'all could have at least made that um, uh, over a million. Like five hundred just seems so so low, yeah. you know, compared yeah. compared to someone of her stature, right. someone who yeah. who has earned the right to yeah, to complain. I, it, yeah, it all points back to like black women are black and women, right? So it's like. It's like, you know, it's been said before that they're the most unprotected, mm-hmm. unloved, unappreciated, unappreciated. Yeah. And it's like, so it's like, it's like they felt they could do this to black women. Right. Because they did the same, with, you know, Wanda. Well, and think about it. No one said to you, you haven't heard people complaining about Michelle Williams uh, taking a thousand and, and like people are saying, no, she should get. Well, Mark Wahlberg, get, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the flip right. side is this white woman that uh, that agreed to take a, uh, a pay cut right. it, it, for the greater good of making sure that this Ridley Scott film uh, came out right. um, versus a black woman stepping mm-hmm. forward and saying, you know what? I feel like they're doing uh, being disrespectful mm-hmm. not only to, to women, but specifically to black women. And... I I've, I want y'all to boycott or at least stand with me and let let them know. Now it'd be interesting to see if um, see if Netflix then you know cowers and winds up saying you know she does get because this is all good for business yeah. for both her yeah. and for them yeah. in the in the in the grand and it's scheme. Like- do you know you know what is happening? It's like, and I keep trying, and like I, I'm like I cannot get on everybody's Facebook posts. Mm-hmm. I, I I got on one person's Facebook post, which I never do. I'm like I just let people fight. Yeah, it out. yeah, it's and, not but working. I was like, you know, because I especially like, you know, like I said, some of us have been around the business long enough where it's like, hey, some of you open micers who are talking about this, <laughs> you don't have the perspective, right? Under, you know, it's right. like. Because you are at a place where now you're paying money to get on stage. You're like, the whole idea that people not only make money, but make lots of right. money doing this. Right. You know, this whole idea that, that because you're a comedian, you should be broke. I'm like, nah, y'all so. obviously didn't start in the black room. Right. You know, because it's like, right. I came out the box making money. Making a couple hundred dollars right. a week it's like, doing and black to, rooms. Yeah. To go to mainstream rooms is when you like had to make a decision like, so is it worth it to me to, to hang out here and make no money when I could go hit five spots in all the various boroughs right, right now and get a hundred apiece? Right. You know, right. <laughs> and it's like, and you, you, you just decide, well, I don't want to be a guy who just makes $500 a night for the rest of my life. Right. I want to, I want to be the person who has to frown at a $500,000 offer. Right. So, okay. There's certain things I have yeah, to do. There's sacrifices. Right. And you, there's a lot of free shows you do that makes it so that when you're making it, you know, the, the six and seven figure incomes, you're like, okay, I've earned the right to right. make this money because I was, I did That's some zero dollar yeah. shows for a long time. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it's like the, the average person, it's like, it's so funny because it's like, you're taking the side of management over labor. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what like, bugs me. It's like because like a bus driver, it wouldn't be all upset that another bus driver is trying to get right. enough money to feed his family. Right, right. But because right. you know, because this is some money, you're like, oh, that's too much money for anyone to make. You well, know? that's that's how. Think about remember when Chappelle. Uh, when when all of which I still believe that Comedy Central you know leaked all that to make him the villain yeah. and they were like Chappelle Dave Chappelle's gone crazy uh, we offered him fifty million dollars yeah but 
It's easy, and everyone, everyone, and their mother had an opinion. Yeah. Well, they, shoot, I ain't walking away from fifty million. I ain't walking, but yeah, but Dave Chappelle was already a multi-millionaire. Right, right. You know, he was yeah. already he had he had had eleven deals already, which is why his company's called Pilot Boy Productions. Yeah. You know, and people, people, once again, like you said, don't have perspective yeah. to say to 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 understand why it wasn't necessarily easy for him to walk away from yeah. that. Or wake, walk away from such a successful show, yeah. but like, he can make he can make a decision based on his integrity right, versus off, off of his pocketbook. Yeah, it's you like know. you know, it's. I mean, people like it's it's just like when people are like, you should be grateful you get a chance to play in the NFL. Oh, dude, dude you worked hard. You worked hard. Beat down all your life. You're gonna have brain damage. Yeah. You know, it's like right. it's like, no, you be glad that you work in a job where you sit on your ass for eight hours. Right. Cause you right. know, you making your money and you're gonna live to be ninety five right. if you don't right. mess it up. You know? And it's like when people work for something, they sh- they shouldn't have to be show their gratitude. They should to not you. have to kowtow because <laughs> Colin Kaepernick should not be grateful that he played in in the or pl- played up until recently in the NFL and is now vying for a job because this is a man. Any any athlete, any sport that you t- take, any professional yeah. athlete, there are years of sacrifice of their time, yeah. their family's time, yeah. uh, injury, their bodies. Yeah. Uh, um, their lives, you know, and, and so for for people that the average person, the lay person, to say, oh, well, these guys should just be happy that they're getting a check. The, yeah. the, specifically, our our orange yeah. forty five president, you know, that's well, you know what they, those sons of bitches. The average person would would be really pissed off at you if you went to their their boss mm. and told them, hey man. Don't like well, let's use the bus driving. Hey right. man, don't get that bus driving no extra money. Right. You know, you're, you're like, why are you doing this to me? Right. It's like if we're having this conversation, mm-hmm. it's because we can have the conversation. Right. No baseball player is making millions of dollars while the owner is making thousands of dollars. Right. Right. They're making billions of dollars. Right. And the fact that A-Rod shows up to the stadium or Daryl Jeter shows up to the stadium is the reason why they're making enough money to pay those guys and everybody else. And the major league minimum is really high. You know, it's like, so don't make it sound... It's a mountain they offer in Monique for a special. You know, it's like, they... It's like, these guys got the money. Right. It's It's like, it's like, you... They they don't ever want to, to lose their profit, but it's all profit. Exactly. You know they don't want their profit to diminish, but it's still profit. Right. You know it's like oh I, instead of making twenty billion, I got to give an extra million, so right. now it's nineteen point nine billion. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Hey Rick, man, yo, this is this has been a pleasure um, hanging out with you. What's your social media? Uh, you can find me at Rick Younger on Twitter. Instagram, Periscope, Snapchat, YouTube.com slash Rick Younger, YouTube.com slash The Rick Younger Show, Facebook.com slash Rick Younger Page. Go like that. CafePress.com slash Rick Younger Show for wonderful Rick Younger Show memorabilia. Go get yourself a Rick Younger Show thong or spaghetti strap tank top. <laughs> RickYounger.net is my website or Google me. I'm the first six to ten pages of Rick Younger on Google. And also, hey, go check out my album. Fried Chicken and White Bread available on iTunes, CD Baby, and any place else that music is streamed. Nice, nice. And, and when when can we expect, uh, when does Mean Girls uh, go into previews? Previews start March 12th. Okay. 
the opening is April 8th, and you can... Uh, right after Easter. Nice. Yes. Okay. So, um, MeanGirlsOnBroadway.com. Okay. Okay. I'm a, dude, I'm excited. I ain't going... <laughs> I and, and, and I will... I won't say no to tickets, but I I look forward to buying tickets to go support just on some. You know, I just want to thank you, brother. Thank um, you. Because I know everybody in them was like, "Yo, you gonna get tickets?" And like, how about <laughs> like, supporting the like, brother? Yeah, I'm just saying. It's like, believe me, if I got free tickets, right. that means that something ain't going right. Exactly. Like, right. <laughs> this this yeah, this is highly anticipated. Yeah. and tickets are selling out. Yeah. So get on it. People. No, that's that's beautiful. And uh, yo, you know all my stuff at I am Dean Edwards because that's who I am. Um, if you dug this episode, make sure you comment and like on SoundCloud, on, on iTunes, um, tell a friend, download it, um, you know, forward it. Uh, you know, Rick dropped a, a bunch of jewels on this episode. I think we learned a lot about the power of positive affirmation as well as, uh, you know, for for both new and, and veteran uh, comics and artists uh, as a whole. Um, master your material. You know, I have so many new guy. I ran into a comic um, in Rochester, mm-hmm. and he's he's he, and I recognized him from last time I was there about yeah. a year, year and a half ago. And and I was like, hey man, what's up? He was like, he was like, yeah, well, I, I met you last year, and you said to me, and I asked you advice. But you said you don't like giving advice. I said no because what works for me might not work for the next person. Mm-hmm. I said, but I'll give you, um, so I'll drop whatever jewels if you ask me some specifically. And so I said, uh, he said, you have any any words with? I said, you know what? Just get on stage. Yeah. I said, get on stage because you'll know whether or not you should get back on that stage. And he said, he said, yeah. So I started. I've been doing well. He's like, now I'm in a rut because you know I feel like I should write more material. I said, I said, no, master what you have. Right. Man, you know, new, newer comics, we yeah. all want to write some new material, yeah. especially you see Dave Chappelle come out with four specials yeah. in a year. But you know what? Master the, the act that you have so that yeah. once it's mastered, you can do it backwards, you can do it forwards, you just can like, step away from just it. Like the Miles Davis. Like, like Miles now. Davis said. Man, it's like I've always been a build on top of. Right. You know, it's like, right. It, I feel that like no joke is ever finished. That's right. And right. you keep talking and. One night, something might happen. Yeah. Maybe there's a reaction. Maybe you told a joke and somebody dropped the glass. Right. Whatever. Something happens that changes it and you do something else and you add on. You're like, oh, maybe I'll keep that. But it's like, right. it all comes from you continuing to work and master what's already right. there. It just keeps building on top of it. It's a work in progress. Hey, and you know what, y'all, uh, y'all... I'm gonna be up next week because I'm uh, gigging on a cruise. My mother's gigging on. My mother's on a cruise. She doesn't know I just got a last minute booking, and so I'm gonna surprise her. I, I uh, go on this cruise uh, next week, so I, I there won't be any new episode next week because y'all know it's hard to uh, find good Wi-Fi while I see in the Caribbean. Um, but y'all, y'all uh, keep an ear and eye out. I'll, I'll drop something new um, the following week on the fifth. Uh, you can catch me at the San Antonio uh, LOL Comedy Club out there in San Antonio, uh, February 8th through 11th. And then you can catch myself and Harris Stanton back um, back in Ohio. We're at the Cleveland Improv the 15th of February through the 18th of February. So you can uh, go online to find your tickets, man. All love. Rick, it was a pleasure. Uh, Rick, I go pick up Lil' Man. <laughs> and, and yo, man, we, we appreciate y'all listening to the Fuddle Protocol. All love from your man, Dean Edwards. Two fingers. Peasy.